When you listen to Beck and Soda, imagine being at a selected fringe show with an extra 25% off in your pocket thanks to your Bank SA card. TNCs and exclusions apply. Full TNCs at banksa.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. Happy Hump Day. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. What is it? Wednesday. Yeah. It is Happy Hump Day for a whole manner of reasons. Obviously, there was some shenanigans going on at Henley Beach that many people are aware of. Oh, but in my neighbourhood, outrageous. Yeah, outrageous. Can you... <laughs> I won't stand for it. Where but... were you? <laughs> I can't. Just at the front of the Surf Life Saving Club. There's a time and a place, and it's annually. If you're not sure what's happened, essentially a couple of people have been busted on the beach wow. um, in front of children. Seriously. In front of nippers. It's ridiculous. I hate to clutch my pearls, but it's pretty offensive. Can I just get you to look over your right shoulder? And given it's Happy Hump Day, we've walked into our studio here, and because it's very dark outside, obviously it's 6 a.m., we get the reflection of what's on the windows. I do not know what has happened here in this studio last night. Something. But there is, a, it looks like it's the size of a man's handprint on the glass, mm-hmm. and then there is a smaller handprint on the glass, and it looks like there are body parts that have been pushed up against the glass here. No. Clearly, it, it actually no. does. I know. I'm sitting. You look not. at the pit. You look. Have a look. Come over here, right? Something I'm going to take a picture of this against the wall of our studio, a, the window, big glass window that looks out onto Franklin Street. I am not joking. There is definite evidence that something has gone on in here. Absolute shenanigans, and there are two different oh, size handprints. <laughs> Who's in here in the evening? Does, does anyone do a show from here at night? No, no. Someone's no. been in here. That is ridiculous. Somebody. Windex to aisle three. I'm serious. You have a look at that. There yeah, is there is Something's... essentially a big handprint. Then there's a little small handprint against it. And then at around about the height where oh, you'd be standing, like a... about your sort of bum height, it looks like there's some more marks on that glass. What, well, what is going on in this place? I want, can we get CCTV? Actually, we'd, we'd have CCTV in here, wouldn't we? we probably would, yeah. Can yeah. we get that? Can we <laughs> I don't know. talk to security? Because we've actually got Department of Trade. Didn't we say that we've got some we've Chinese got cameras <laughs> in this building that they were worried about Malinowskis and them were a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think we, who have we got here? DFAT, Foreign Affairs mm. and Trade or someone. Who's in here. Well, okay, we've really got the day well, off. Can I, someone has definitely been up to no good in well, our studio. Well, they could have just been looking at the view. Mm. It's like but Goldilocks my, but, has been here. SAFM's Beck and Soda. We just had the best night on uh, Monday night, taking mm. the Garden of Unearthly Delights down to the Riverland. Uh, there's a great video of the journey uh, on our socials if you haven't seen it. Um, it was a great night. Absolutely brilliant. And thank you to everyone at Renmark that welcomed us with open arms. There were people that came from everywhere, you know, Kingston on Murray, I think the people from Wakery and Berry, and mm. that was just brilliant to see everyone together. After what they've been through. But mm. um, the lovely people from the Riverland or the Renmark Rovers uh, footy club were yep. nice enough to uh, host us in their club rooms. And I personally would have thought that you could have shown them a bit more respect. I do not know what you're talking about because all I can see is a blank space up you, on the board here when it says we're going to talk about something. You thought you got away with it. Got away with I what? I saw you walking out of the ladies' toilets. Oh. What were you doing in the ladies' toilets at the Renmark Rovers Football club. What are you doing spying on me while I went I to the toilet? I happened to need no. to go myself. I'm like, what's he doing? No, do you know what actually happened, right? <laughs> Earlier in the evening, I, I ducked into the toilet. Mm. 
right? And I thought, I need to go to the toilet because I ate two Chico rolls on the way up, right? And they certainly worked themselves through quite quickly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, when I went to the toilet, right, there was only one cubicle in the men's, I think. So I sort of looked and it was busy. And I thought, well, all right, I'll better hold on. So later on in the night after the event, I'd sort of held on for most of the time. Oh, and I'll tell you what, the Chicos okay. were pretty I keen. Know, I know how the human digestive system works. Anyway, I've gone back into the toilet. Finally, I've got, oh, I've got, a, got a break. So I've gone into the toilet. And this is how weird it is. I actually noticed that there were three cubicles in there and I only saw one earlier and I'm thinking, well, I, I didn't even consider it, even though in hindsight later on, I realized that I saw three and I picked the middle one and uh, jumped in there and um, did what I needed to do. Anyway, as I've walked out, um, I've seen a, a lady walk into the toilet and I've gone, oh, oh God, I'm, no. I'm so sorry. I've realized I've walked into the women's toilet, which then when I clicked and went, hang on, yeah, there are three cubicles here. There was yeah, only, only one, one yeah. before, but I didn't do it intentionally. I mean, I wasn't loitering in there. Uh, I'm not a vagrant. Yeah. Um, it was just an innocent mistake. But find, I've got to say, you had the choice of three. I mean, life's pretty easy. Yeah. I find men's toilets fascinating. Well, there's well two, stop going there's, into them. There's, <laughs> there's two things I don't understand about men and their, their behavior in public toilets. Okay, For that? a start, yep. you stand next to each other. Mm-hmm. To do your number ones and and yes. and you and you, you can see. Well, you, you don't have to sit down. But you, but you, you, you can stand up. That's a. But that's you're standing how, next to a complete stranger or a work colleague, even weirder, and you see their bits. Do you need to me to describe to you about the digestive system? Yes, you can stand up as a man, and if they've got your urinals and you're standing next to someone, absolutely, you. Well, I don't. It's like well, I don't. I wouldn't want to see a girl peeing. Okay, and then the second thing. Hang on, can I just so, say, as a man, when you walk in and you stand next to someone, which is stock standard, that's what we've all weird. done, I'll always say, G'day, mate, how are you? That's, and we'll have a conversation. While you're holding yourself. Well, not him. I'm looking after <laughs> you, my, I'm tending to my own needs. I, I know, I, I, I will never understand it. Okay, and the second thing I don't understand about men. So women go into a cubicle, so yeah. you don't know what we're doing in there. We could be doing ones or twos. We like to oh, keep well, these things like private. life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Whereas when a guy goes in yeah. and goes into the cubicle, yeah. you know what he's doing in there. Again, do you want me to describe the digestive no, system? Of course we know what, what are you doing in there. So you walk in and, you, and you're here like, you know, we know soda's in the cubicle, so you're, oh, hang on, he's in there, he's doing a poo. I don't need to know what? that. Whereas are girls you saying are we're noisier discreet. than you? What do you mean? No, no, no. It's, it's, I like to cough at splash. Women are, just, are discreet. You don't know what we're doing in there. Uh, but men, you 100% know what they're doing because of what whether they've chosen the cubicle or the urinal. I find that very well, personal mate, and If you're in there with a woman, it's a 50-50 bet what you're going to be doing. It's not as though it's a, we don't, a one in... We don't do it 50% of the time we go in there. It's do not you? a one in 500 chance you're you weird. might be doing a poo, mate. Seriously. You're weird. <laughs> what? You're just weird, you oh. men. Just it's do you, if you're ever in a cubicle, do you talk to the girl in the next cubicle? Um, sometimes. Well, then what's wrong with me standing? Well, because I can't see <laughs> what she's weeing out of. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Up to speed with what you need to know. It's the Soda Stream. I'd like to let you know what's happening around South Australia, Beck, and this is happening not just in South Australia, but a little closer to home for you. Right in your neck of the woods, you are a Henley Beach girl. It's on my doorstep. This is remarkable. Um, as I was preparing for news last night to talk a little bit of sport and work out what's going on with the Aussies over in India, because it's a disaster. Batting collapse. Horrendous. Um, I caught Will Gooding saying this. I'm a video of an Adelaide couple getting hot and steamy at a busy beach has spread like wildfire on social media. But in a twist, legal experts say it's not the free-spirited couple who risk penalty, but the beachgoer who filmed them. 
Now, I'm happy to admit that sometimes I'm not really listening into what's going on in the news because I'm preparing for the sport, but you could understand that my interest peaked when I heard Will talking about that. Yeah, it's a spicy um, one. Can I also say it happened Monday afternoon and I was in the Riverland, so right. it wasn't me. So this is Monday Arvo, kids yeah. all around the beach, hot and steamy right now, right, the weather. You and could see nippers in the background of the shot in their little uniforms. This is unbelievable. So there was a, a Randy Sandy Andy and his squeeze, <laughs> and they were essentially engaged in some sort of coastal coitus, I imagine we could put it. What is that, a haiku? <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, this bloke, it, when you look at the vision, he is it's essentially yeah. in the act with his partner yeah. on the sand, and it's not as though they had a gazebo up. No. There was no modesty tent. This was out and about for everyone. I don't know if it's still okay if it's a gazebo. I mean, there were so many factors at play. First up, public decency, but second of all, the sand <laughs> in the places. Well, You'd never get it out. And I'm not actually aware that there was the uh, well, the mandatory slip-slop slapping in some of the areas oh! that perhaps don't get to see the sun all the time. You must use protection on the beach. Yeah. Absolutely, you must. Yeah. This is an astounding situation. But as we heard Will say, the, the big situation now where it's flipped is the bloke taking the video is essentially seen as, a, well, a beach perv. And yeah. he's the one that could be in trouble because he was obviously showing it going, this is inappropriate, this yeah. behaviour shouldn't yeah. happen. He wasn't doing it in a pervy way. He was doing it to pass on to authorities. I think he's fine. Do you reckon? I think if he's the one in the wrong compared to the two on? people who can't take it back to their home, then the world's gone mad. Look, I'm all for exploring the great outdoors mm. and you know maybe mm. taking things a little differently because <laughs> you don't want that whole mundane, all right, missionary on a bed, let's get to it. Right? <laughs> you might really <laughs> want to get involved we... in what? <laughs> No, but you know what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of spice. But to go <laughs> yes. down and have to expose everyone else yeah, to that sort of stuff is actually wrong. Mm. I've, got a, I've got a real problem with this. Okay. Particularly when I take my kids down to Henley Beach. They don't need to see Randy Sandy. <laughs> Andy. 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 <laughs> Honestly, this is just remarkable. I'd love to know. 131060. No, what? No, well, no. I just want to know. About what? Where did you see someone doing it? <laughs> no. Can I ask that? Like, this is phenomenal. No. Mm. Well, we're back, Beck, because we were talking just before about this bloke on Henley Beach. Uh, he and his well, friend got caught in the sand, causing all sorts of issues. It's been filmed. Now the guy who took the film to try and say, look, they're being inappropriate. He's in a little bit of trouble with the law. It just prompted us to ask, and I couldn't help this. prompted you to ask. Well, all right, I'm happy I'm to take I'm not interested in this. Yeah, that's what James <laughs> has been telling me for a long, long, long time. There it is. We have three children. Come on. It's very productive. Yeah, well, three times in 20 three years uh, doesn't make a summer, free my friend. Free. Let me just tell you right now, we put the call out, 13, 10, 60. Yeah. Did you actually catch someone in the act like our um, coastal Casanova that mm. we talked about before? Uh, William from Hallett Cove. Uh, William, have you caught someone being inappropriate in a, well, unusual place? Yeah, g'day, Soda. Um, so I was working in Hindley Street, of course. It's always going to happen in a Hindley Street, Saturday night, of course. Mm. And... Um, it was good music on, and then uh, on the dance floor, a little bit, a little bit on the left, I see um, two people making love. A bit of sand, a bit of mixture, you know, a bit of blend. Hang on. So, what were you doing in the nightclub? Were you, what were you working? I was you... security guard. Right. Okay. So, William, you see two people. Clearly, they've gone into the mood and the <laughs> I don't music. Know if that's how you define how do you love. deal with? How do you deal with that? Well, I was a bit, a bit shocked. Yeah. But was was it surprised that it's Hindley Street? But, um, yeah, that's true. Kind of, oh, I came up to them and, them and then um, they looked at me and then they uh, they kept going and then they just went their own ways. Okay. And I, they must have gone somewhere else. I was like, I didn't know what to do. 
Yeah. Throw a glass of cold water <laughs> on oh William. Um, yeah, I should have got the Red Bull vodka thing and chucked it out on you. Absolutely. Yeah. W- William, c- can you tell me which establishment it might have been? The local wool shed. Oh, that's mm. where that fucking Bronco is. No wonder <laughs> they're excited. <laughs> yeah. Let's find out what can actually happen here. Our Operation Sergeant Peter Williams from Saypole joins us. Now, Pete, can we start with the couple in the act? Um, can you get yourself in trouble doing this sort of thing in public? You can. So there's there's three different levels of offending. Pretty much it starts at offensive behaviour, then goes to indecent behaviour, and then the, yep. the top end offence is gross indecency. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive behaviour starts at a, a fine, um, not an on-the-spot fine, but a court fine. Then you go to indecent behaviour, which uh, a maximum penalty of up to $1,250 or three months in jail. Right. So that's basically a court. If you're caught doing indecent behaviour, you go to court. And then gross indecency again steps up with, with much more serious punishment on that as well. Yet the guy who's filming it is also in trouble for capturing that act. It seems like he's just a responsible citizen who wants to shine a light on what's happening. Yeah, right. A responsible citizen, though, and the way of the world with social media um, and everyone with phones out these days means that if you are doing something that's probably illegal, someone sees it, they're going to film it. Mm-hmm. That's the best way, that uh, the best evidence you have. Uh, but at the same time, the purpose of filming it would be to provide it to the police for a proper criminal investigation, right. not sharing across social media to embarrass everyone. Gotcha. Um, and so somebody who actually films an indecent act and then distributes it, whether it be social media, whether it be to a media outlet to utilise, or whether it be just purely mm-hmm. showing friends or something like that, they actually can get in just as much trouble and actually have a penalty for themselves, which could be um, up to $10,000 or two years in jail. So I'd really strongly recommend to anyone who sees the behaviour and thinks that they need to film it, that's fine, but then provide it to the police and remove it from your phone. Yeah. Also, you've got to be careful that uh, if you're doing it and you don't know, but say the people are under 18 or under uh, the age of 17 years, mm. it's actually $20,000 or up to four years in jail. Oh, wow. So it's quite serious offending. Um, yep. This is all, all these offences, new offences have come in with the new age technology stuff, obviously, mm. that uh, people have in the multiple different social media apps and, and sharing apps around. Operation Sergeant Peter Williams, mate, thank you for that, everyone. Please be careful and maybe keep it behind closed doors and don't film people that you shouldn't be filming. That's probably the best part, isn't it? Thanks, Uncle Soda. <laughs> Good on you there, Pete. Um, the video is really disturbing. Someone should have got like a bucket that they were making sandcastles with and dumped some water on them. They looked like a couple of dogs <laughs> going at it. it dogs on heat. Dog, in it, the was, heat. it was like that. I'm sorry. Well, is that what this song is about? That's what Absolutely. it's about. I literally thought people were just eating cake. No, no they're not. There was a couple on Monday <laughs> afternoon eating cake by the ocean at Henley Beach and they got themselves in all sorts of trouble. But so was the bloke filming them because essentially he's saying, well, I just wanted to film these guys to report them. But he put mm. it on social media and he's got himself in all sorts of trouble. 13, 10, 60, where'd you get caught? Let's be honest. That's what we're... Yeah. Or That's where what we're did talking you about. catch someone? Who did you bust and where did you bust them? Um, Rightio, Paul from Woodcroft. Uh, Paul, who'd you bust? G'day. Uh, when I lived in Sydney, um, I lived on the 28th floor of a building. Mm-hmm. And at night time, the, win- uh, the office across the road used to turn, its windows pretty much turned into mirrors. Yes. Mm. And about five floors down, on regular occasions, uh, a couple used to come out on the balcony and uh, yeah. have... Uh, Yep. 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 Did, you, did you sit out there with some popcorn, Paul? 
Uh, me and I used to pop a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> enjoy the show. Uh, they enjoy oh. the show. Ours of serenity is better than Bonnie Doon, isn't it? Um, Beck, did you know when uh, when I got married, we had the reception at the gallery, which is that rooftop bar, yes. which is in Weymouth oh, Street, mm-hmm. just around the corner from where we are. And it was the Saturday afternoon, and I was sitting on the rooftop bar with a few mates just before things really started liven up with the reception. And we could see the Pepper's Weymouth apartments, yes. yeah. which are the ones that they used for the COVID hotel. Yeah, hotels, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we were sitting along just having a drink, looking up there and just saying, oh, that looks good. And then we noticed that there was a guy on the balcony with his partner, mm. and they were right into it. Anyway... <laughs> Everyone started cheering. So the guy, instead of being embarrassed, started pumping his fist in the air (laughs) while he was in the middle of the act and actually started to enjoy putting on the show. And I'll tell you what, she didn't look fussed at all. They were absolutely loving it. And it sort of took the term service department to a whole new level. (laughs) Ricky from Freeling, who'd you bust? Um, I was taking a walk with my daughter at the park um, at Salisbury and I saw people just going at it on the lawn, and I thought, wow, people really do that. <laughs> on the lawn? What, what time of the day? Yeah. Um, so it was probably about 4 p.m. <laughs> Jesus. Just yeah. after school drop-off. Right on. Pick up. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Emily from Larks Bay, Beck. <laughs> when did you have bus people? Um, I am. Oh, hello. Yep. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, I was working security at the City of the Bay Run down at the Glenelg end. And I've seen two cars rock up. One was a girl, one was a guy. The girl gets out into the guy's car. The car's pumping up and down. I decide, okay, I'm going to knock on the window for for a joke. And the guy turns around and says, oops, I thought you were my wife. Right, Gee, a little rendezvous. Why would you pick the city to bay of all the days? Well, I probably what thought so traffic. much else was going on. Either that or he's done his 12K and didn't expend all his energy. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. This is phenomenal. So, Sophie in Happy Valley, you're actually the couple who was sprung. Yes, yes, I was. I was with my boyfriend and we were in the bedroom and mm. we didn't realise the window was open and his entire family <gasps> was sitting out on the front veranda having <laughs> afternoon tea oh, no. and <laughs> we walked outside and the dad said, oh, I didn't hear you coming. That's interesting. <laughs> A bit of afternoon delight. Uh, Richard from Belair. Richard, uh, who'd you bust where? Uh, I worked for Harris Scarf in the city and we sold camping equipment. Oh, and no. there was a couple going for it in a tent. In a, oh, what a display tent! <laughs> no. In a display tent in the basement. <laughs> no, you kidding me? That was no. um, that was an intense. Yes, Rich, Rich, did you just did you have to ask them to move, or did you let we, them? We had to intervene, and when we opened the zipper, they had a kid in there with them. <gasps> no! Right, that's, okay, that's well, messed that's, up. That's right. not right. See, no. camping does not turn me on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is one wrong. One more. Thank you for okay. all your calls here. Oh, well Lord. done on behaving yourselves, everybody. Oh, Jesus. So far. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, Amber's from Smithfield. Amber, what happened? Uh, we went on the Port River Dolphin Cruise for a 50th birthday party, and I caught my mum and my stepdad going at it in the toilet. Stop it! <laughs> no, Amber, you will never, ever, ever get that out of your mind. Uh, I know, and of course, the 50th is what gets you in the mood. <laughs> and, the, and a dolphin cruise <laughs> on the Port River. <laughs> yeah. oh, Amber, was there any embarrassment from their side or just all on your side? Uh, my mum was pretty embarrassed. My stepdad was pretty proud of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Right on. Thank you, Flipper. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Express. Soda, I've already told you about what I'm like around Amy Shark, for example, who oh, I'm a big course. fan of. She came in once and I tried to dress the same as her <laughs> and then told her that. And yeah, so I get very um, nervous around famous people, even though I know that they're just regular people. Mm, sweaty um, palms, sweaty pits. Yeah, it's not, it, it's more um, what I say. I, I get a bit sort of babbly or I go the opposite and I have nothing to say. Oh, really? So at the fringe, that's Last a year. real difficult sort of issue considering the work you work I in know. when you have to talk yeah. to people that are well known. Or even just when I'm out as a general fangirl in the mm. wild. So last year, I uh, after 27 Club, Sarah McLeod, who was lead singer of the Super Jesus, was milling around after the gig. Yes. And I asked someone who knew her to introduce us. Yep. And they introduced us and I didn't have... A follow-up. Well, you had no game. I had nothing. You had nothing. So you had no I just game. went, hi, I'm a big fan. The show was great. And then she looked and I had nothing else to say. And then I just kind of went, nah, and sort of like backed away. I was oh, So I you, learned from that. You poor thing. I know. Uh, well, her, she was the poor thing. She had well, to put up with me. She probably just I had nothing walked to away say, wasting her time. Who's so the kooky blonde? I thought the next time um, I meet someone, I'm going to have a talking point. I like it. I'm going to have a conversation starter right. to break the ice. Now, was this just a general conversation starter you'd have for any situation no, or no, I specific to, people? I wanted to tailor it. So I saw um, Marsha Hines in Velvet at, at the Fringe, mm. like pop icon, mm. probably a bit more famous, made more famous from her role as a judge on Australian Idol mm. and just cool. Like she's, the woman's almost 70 and she's smoking hot and got the yeah. moves and the voice is still there. Anyway, she was at the bar, the same bar as me when we walked out of the show. Oh no. And I thought I really want a photo with her, but yeah. I don't want to do the Sarah McLeod. I don't want to repeat that mistake. Okay. So when you went in with the game this time, yeah. what were you thinking? What okay. was your preparation? I was thinking this is foolproof. She's going to love this story. Okay. I'm going to connect to Marsha and we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what I said to Marsha and mm. I think you might be able to guess how Marsha responded. So I asked for her for a photo and I said, oh, Marsha, um, I know your daughter. I know your daughter, Denny. Denny Hines. Denny Hines. Right. And she lit up. Like, okay, good. This woman's not just a, a crazy fan. We've right. got something in common. She knows my daughter. Like maybe Brilliant. they're friends. Maybe they went to school together. Maybe yep. they've hung out together. Mm-hmm. She said, how do you know Denny? I said, oh, um, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I served her once at my checkout at Blackwood Foodland. <laughs> So I don't really know. I don't really know oh, Denny. I just dear. I swiped her groceries once. Yes. I know Denny. I know oh, Denny. But oh, I dear. and Oh no. She, I saw Denny on TV once. She walked away. Oh, no. <laughs> she sang with the rock melons. I remember when I was watching yes. video hits. Uh, nothing. I, she what did she gave she, you nothing? Looked at me like that's not a story. No, it's not. <laughs> Take your photo. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh. Look at these trending topics. Harry Styles is in Australia. We're a bit dark on Harry because he's Why? left Adelaide off the list. Ah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people going over to Melbourne this weekend to see him. He must be one of the hottest acts that I reckon is in the world at the moment. He, Do you know um, there is a, a wonderful lady that does a lot of cleaning at Channel 7 in the evening. I always see her when I'm leaving at the end of the night after we've done news. She has told me last night, she showed me she has five Harry Styles tattoos <gasps> and she's wow. going to both concerts 
concerts wow. in Sydney next week. And like you, she's going, this is terrible. He's never come. Yeah. But she has got five tattoos and they're brilliant. They five. are like, yeah, one of them had Harry Styles and it sort of had a, a portrait of him looking through his hands and it looks sensational. There you go. Well, mm. he did a shoey on his Perth he did. A concert. Why? I don't understand. Well, apparently a concert goer asked him to do it, but I just don't understand the tradition, and he's not super proud of himself either. This is one of the most disgusting traditions I've ever <laughs> I mean, they would scream if he picked his nose and ate it on stage. It's a very honest. good point. Um, because Daniel Ricciardo, of course, the F1 yeah, driver yeah. is from Perth, and he is essentially yeah. the king of the shoey. So maybe it was in honour to him. And he, he sang horses too, Harry. Yeah. So he did it um, around that time he as knows, well. He knows how to awesome. keep Australian audiences entertained. Okay. I hate it when people fail on stage. Uh Ariana DeBose, who won Best Supporting Actress for her role in West Side Story last year at the BAFTAs, was performing. She tried to do a rap where she named the female nominee. She's had to delete her social media because she was trolled so badly over her performance. So Ariana DeBose, so she can actually sing. She's a performer. She's a singer, but not so much of a, a rapper. Other ladies in the room, supporting and leading, all here I presume. Home child, Dolly D. Carrie and Carrie with the seat. Say, Mama, I'm so fond. And a girl, you have great and long. It sort of sounds a bit like a Rockersteadford performance yeah, rather than something you hear at the Baptist. Oh, what I wanted to hear is a real experienced rapper. So, something like this. Protection from gangs, completions, causing grief in human relations. It's a turf war on a global scale. I don't know both sides of the tail. See, it's not about races. Okay, just you can, I can, you can pay that down now. It's where your blood comes from. It's where your space is. I've seen the okay, great, I'm not going to spend my life being a colour. <laughs> I like Ariana DeBose. You might be deleting your social media today. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. I'm absolutely addicted to podcasts and I listen to a whole different range, Beck, whether it's someone sharing their stories or it's a bit of a case file, crazy yeah. killers on the loose or true crime, anything. <laughs> See, Love over it. here, I just have it locked on SAFM all yeah. day, but that's of course just you me. On the listener app. Listener app, absolutely. Um, on the listener app. There's a podcast called Mojo Espresso, and it's these little 15-minute bites from a guy called Ben Crow, who is absolutely magnificent. He's the guy that helped Travis Boak, the Port Adelaide superstar, with his mindset. Mm. Ash Barty, all these different people. Um, and, and essentially, his message, Beck, is you're good enough as to who you are. You don't need to be anyone else. You know, you are where you're at now is good enough. Just embrace it and enjoy your life. Don't let other people's expectations mm. drive who you are, right? And it's okay to be who you are. Anyway, I love listening to his stuff. Just for that little pick-me-up, I was listening to this podcast last night, and it was about distractions in life and regrets, and I cannot get it out of my head. So I thought, I want to tell you about it, yeah, okay. and I want to tell everyone else about it because I just thought it was just absolutely brilliant. And it's about finding the way to enjoy and live your real true life, right? Yeah. Being authentic to who you are. Yeah. Which I think is really I think important. It should be everyone's goal. It's just hard to actually do it. And that's a really good point. Mm. It seems simple, but it's yeah. sometimes really bloody yeah. hard. Anyway, Ben was talking about this particular book that was written by a palliative care nurse. Oh. So she interviewed all these people over the years that were essentially knocking on death's door. And I know it sounds morbid, but there was so much in this. And what she did was she was able to document the top five regrets of people that were pretty much ready about to say goodbye. Mm. Do you want me to tell you what they are? Yeah. Because this, I reckon, can get your mind thinking. And I love people that have the courage 
to take a risk and change things that they're not happy with. So these are people that don't have the chance to change that. Now, the number five in the top five was people were saying that they wish they'd let themselves be happier. Oh, right. Like really pretty sad, simple, but Very just simple. allowing yourself. So, you know, finding the good in people and situations instead of being negative. So letting yourself be happy. The number four regret was, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Right. Yeah. So in life, I think a lot of people are prioritizing, say, meetings over their mates or taking yep. friends for granted. Um, and when it comes down to it, and you're probably sitting in the rocking chair at the end, you're sitting there going, well, what could have I changed? Mm-hmm. The number three wish was that I wish I had the courage to express my feelings, oh. which means don't deny your emotions. Yep. You know, Talk don't be embarrassed again. to say to your best mate, I love you. Don't be embarrassed to hug your kids and say, I love you. Don't be embarrassed to tell your parents that you love them if you're still lucky enough to have them. Um, I grew up in a family where we didn't really share our emotions. Mm. And there was no problem. It was just not part of yeah. what we do. And I've really tried to change that with my kids every day, you know, and tell them 50 times that I love them. I That's the third on the phone one. before. I mean, assuming that was your I was. Child. I was just talking to my son during the song. <laughs> yeah. And he's just getting ready for school. Um, these are the top two regrets of people that have just about run out of time. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Yeah, that's a doozy, that one. We're all guilty of that one. That hit me between the eyes last night when I was thinking about that. And that's prioritizing money, perhaps, and even a bit of status and achievement over relationships. Yeah, here we are. Um, Okay. You you know what I mean? (laughs) For so many people, because when you get to the end and you're sitting there and thinking, wow, you know, what am I doing here? Um, it actually you don't probably go, doesn't I was matter really how proud much of that work meeting that I did that time. <laughs> it's true. I did a great spreadsheet. Yes, well done and on that. Darren Beck, from finance loved it. Beck, that is so true. It's prioritizing what's important. The number one wish, and this is, this is a little sad. I wish that I had the courage to live the life that was true to myself. Oh. So live the life that I want to live rather than live the life to other people's yeah. expectations. Yeah. It's simple, isn't it? But imagine when you're there at the end and you go, you know what? I wish I had done that or I wish I had changed that. I feel like I'm in therapy, mate. This is good. This is good. (laughs) Do you know what? It's worth stopping and reflecting. Um, And I love people that have the courage to make the change. I hated being a school teacher and I hated working in administration. And so I actually sat down and changed my job. What I'd love to know, give us a call, 131060. What did you have the courage to change? What did you change in your life? Was it a career change? Was it a relationship that you changed? Was it something you went and saw? I'd love to know right now. 131060, give us a little bit of inspiration. What did you have the courage to change? We are talking about having the courage to make big changes in your life. I listened to a little podcast. It's called Mojo Espresso. It's a guy called Ben Crow, and he's absolutely brilliant in getting people to accept back who they are and being comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, you have to be very brave to make a change. The easy thing is to just stick with the status quo, isn't it? Yeah, if you want to have a listen, just go to wherever you get your podcast, type in Mojo Espresso Ben Crow with an E on the end of Crow, um, and little 15-minute snippets about how to, you know, just little tips on getting through life. It's bloody amazing. So we're asking this morning, 131060, what did you have the courage to change? Danielle from Elizabeth Grove, tell us your story. What happened? Hey, um, so I actually separated with my ex-husband about three years ago and I used to let everybody basically use me and do what they wanted. And then I met my current partner and he showed me that it was okay to stand up for myself and not be a people pleaser. So even family and everything, I've lost a few friends along the way, but I feel a lot happier for it because I learned that I can stand up for myself. 
Yeah, Danielle, I had that when Soda asked me to think about this. One of my regrets is early in my career, and I think this is largely an issue that women have, I didn't want to be branded as difficult. So I would always like, oh, okay, and go along with things that I didn't necessarily agree with. And I also did that a lot with my ex as well, even with my kids, and I'd let Mm. him basically use me, and they've both got um, autism. So I just got to the point that I was like, no, I'm going to stand up for myself. I don't like this, and I've gotten a lot more respect for it. Danielle, well done. You know one of the toughest things in life, I reckon, is is if you're a people pleaser, and I have been for so much of my life, Mm. it's so tiring. It's so hard to live like that. Um, So good on you. And hey, fantastic that your new partner has helped you steer in that direction, Danielle. That is courage Mm -hmm. personified. Rebecca from Athelston. Rebecca, tell us, what did you change? Hey, well, I I changed everything, but I I changed my career. um, The start of it, I I worked for the bank for 20 years. I was very high up in management and um, as a bank manager and commercial agribusiness, I I just, I couldn't work for a company that... um, Treats their people and uh, their customers like they do. And so anymore, I just couldn't do it. And what did yep. what did you change? What, what direction um, did you take? I'm now driving lunch vans. Oh, Beck, I love Good it. Good on you, Beck. <laughs> um, well, I'm out there in the in the heat and the dirt and the wear, the rain, and it's it's something I did before. I went into the um, financial institution. Yep. And um, enjoyed, and I thought, well, I'll just go back to that and see what happens. And it's been it's easy, it's good, but you know, it's cutting out. Coming out everything that's um, not good for me, you know. Yep. Yeah. And you're loving it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great fun. It really is great fun. I love that. No regrets. Uh, what a, a bank manager to driving so lunch got, vans, and you know what? And happy, much loving happier. It. That is awesome. Okay, Sheree and Prospect. What did you have the courage to change in your life? Um, I've changed two things. The first was when I was my daughter was a year of age. I saw photos at her birthday and. Mm. I was uh, didn't realise how overweight I'd become, so I've lost forty kilos. Oh, well done. Oh. And I've kept Sheree, it off for the last can you just stop for years. a minute? Sheree, can you just stop? Hang on. Yeah. Yes, well Sheree, done, Sheree. you lost forty kilos. How? Um, lifestyle changes and um, a ketogenic diet. So just try to be more mindful. Obviously, what I put in, but yep. also the exercise. Uh, just that to is be healthy brilliant. for my daughter. Brilliant. Well done, Congratulations. And work-wise, what did you change? Um, so I'm a paediatric intensive care nurse and I've been there for 15 years and mm-hmm. I love what I do, but I think COVID really changed a lot of things on how we did everything and just a bit of mental fatigue. And mm-hmm. So what do you I do was, now? Uh, well, I'm still there one day a week, but I'm a school nurse as well now oh. so that I can uh, be there for my daughter more. Well done, Cherie. Two incredible changes. Thank you for sharing That's them. Awesome. Julie in the southeast, where did you have the courage to change? Uh, I would say change me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I was I failed out of school, sort of did any job I could pick up, and then I reached an age where I wanted something more for myself. Mm-hmm. And at 49 years of age, I went to university. Oh, oh, brilliant. What did you study, Jules? I started social work and I'm a qualified social worker now, and then I went on to do a master's degree. Oh, so oh, I've completely turned my life around and... I'm in such a happy place, and I feel like I'm me for the first Aww. time. Julie, that is amazing. I've got little hairs on the back of my yeah. neck standing up on that. Well done. <laughs> Never um, too late. For anyone that is in a situation where you were, what's your advice to them right now if they're listening in? Oh, don't be afraid. Give it a go. I, I think you. we hold ourselves back thinking we can't do something, but you never know and actually until you try it. So give it a go. Well, Thank you, Julie. Julie, you are living proof. Congratulations. Thank you to everyone that has made a call. We had tons of calls. We've got all your names and details. Mm-hmm. Um, it is brilliant. I love people that take the risk to make the change back. 
SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.